Hey guys. Hey, what's up? This is Corinne. And it's rainy. This is being an artist is fucking killing me. Is it killing you today, Corinne? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm very tired. Right? I need another cup of coffee. Yeah, I need to eat my coffee, not drink it. <laughs> um, today we want to start off by talking about, in a little deeper, why we're doing what we're doing. Why this podcast, why production company, why all of the channels that we're trying to push. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, in terms of the podcast, we decided to start this because there are a few reasons. Um, me personally, I like woke up one day and I felt miserable. I felt very depressed. I felt like I was going nowhere as an artist, that I'd made the wrong decision. I didn't really have a way to express these feelings besides to my other friends, but even expressing those opinions to your friends that are also dancers feels like it, it's, you're almost like ashamed a little bit yeah. of it. And you feel like you, um, you're not successful. And, you know, sometimes admitting that is really hard, especially to the people that you trust endlessly. So I woke up and I was feeling very depressed and I felt like I hadn't worked in a while. And I was reimagining what my life would be like if, you know, I'd gone into finance or gone into advertising or, you know, a, a job that was, you know, had stable. a, had a stable job that was more of a broad, more normy norm, normy norm, broad position that I could <laughs> latch onto. Um, so I realized that there must be a lot of other people out there that are feeling this and the career that we're in, we have a lot of rejection. We have a lot of people telling us no. Um, we have a lot of people putting us down. Um, so lending like a helping hand to those artists that need a source of, um, sorry, community, community and need a way to vent and discuss amongst each other the problems and like knowing that we all can relate to that was, um, became very important to me. And we just decided it was a good idea to start this podcast because it's accessible. It's easy for us to do. We meet every morning and we drink coffee and it's fun. Yeah. Um, and it was an easy way for us to create a community and hopefully reach more artists and yeah, can relate to other people. Totally. I think that community thing is super important in mm -hmm. the arts in general because it's pretty easy to feel alone. It's pretty easy to feel unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the, us like wanting to focus on not just dancers but other artists in general um, makes it more accessible to more people. Mm -hmm. And gaining different perspectives from other artists super helpful right. I think to everybody yeah yeah um and we decided to put a name on our production company because this is our second film Letter Out is our second film together mm -hmm. um so that we could submit more as a company and get more funding and um have a little bit more recognition and put all of our work in one place mm -hmm. so that we're starting to build a brand and build a career for ourselves. Yes. Instead of just doing one film or one show yeah. and then hoping people make the connections that on their own that we've, we're continuing to work together. Right. This is us like putting a name on it. We're here. We're doing mm -hmm. work. We're doing film. We're doing shows. This is us. Mm -hmm. And a good thing about that is that even if one of us does want to, you know, work on something that's just our project, mm -hmm. we'll still submit it under the Galpal name. And we'll help each other out. Yeah. You know, totally. we like, yes. we're we'll always be other. an outside eye mm -hmm. to help each other and support each other into making whatever it is we're making better. 
Totally. Right. Um, pooling resources, really. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today, we're here with actor David, David Ingram. Yay, we're so excited. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about David, Rainy. Um, David is a great friend of mine, and he is an actor. He lives here in Toronto. You can catch him on CBC's Anne. Mm-hmm. It's also available to binge on Netflix. So the first season. Yeah, the first season. So you should all go check him out, and we're super excited to have him here today. He's yeah. wonderful and charming and great. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to get started. Why, so why did you move to Vancouver from Toronto? Um, it was a, a few different reasons. Um, I'd been out there. We, I did a film that we were touring Canada with, and I got a chance to visit. Oh. And I stayed with a friend of mine who lived out there for about a week. And it just, it's beautiful. Like, mm. if you've been there, it's, it's just a, the most beautiful city. Fresh mm. air. And uh, it was busy. It was really busy. It seems like there's a bit of a pendulum that kind of swings back and forth between Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. And, like, uh, one city's busy and then the other city's busy? Yeah. Busy? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cool. And at that point, it was kind of at the tail end of the swing in Vancouver. I didn't realize it when I moved there. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they were doing, like, X-Files and X-Men and, yeah. like, all those sci-fi stuff. Like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of busy, you mean, like, Busy it's like for the for like acting like there's yeah. lots of work going on yeah, yeah. yeah. industry wise it was yeah it was it was busier and I was just looking for a change of pace I think I'd been through like a string of <coughs> and it was time to go <laughs> so I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah so yeah, yeah. and so you lived there for sorry for how long eight years you lived in Mexico oh, for wow. eight years yeah what was yeah. the first thing you booked there it was actually the very first audition I had it was this Hallmark esque movie called uh, Time and Again. So, what do you think? Like, this is the biggest difference between Vancouver and uh, Toronto? Just like you just said, the ped, the pendulum. So you just like um, changes busy. I think it's kind of evened out a little bit. Yeah. I know just just or I, I don't know. I think um, just based on the the type of work, Vancouver seems to have a lot more um, TV shows, a lot more of the WB and the okay, those yeah. shows. They've all got yeah. like the like the the sci-fi stuff. It's, it's interesting. Okay, it's all sci-fi and, and Hallmark. Out there, yeah, mm. it's like Arrow and Supergirl and Flash and da 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 da. Yeah, and all of the Hallmark movies. They do like fifty Christmas movies. There's there's it's a like lot the, of that, and I think Toronto yeah. has more, um, more indie stuff, more yeah. more features. Yeah, totally. We get a lot of that here, and then and I think Toronto has more of the the homegrown TV shows. Like mm-hmm. there's not as much just strictly Canadian content. It seems I could mm-hmm. totally be wrong, but right. this could just be my experience. But it seems like in Toronto there's more. Um, you've got like Kim's Convenience, and you've got—I yeah. don't know—that's I mean, the only one that's popping in my too, head. And yeah, it that. seems like they film in Toronto a lot. Just is that's to... that's New York, Toronto for New York. Yeah, yes, that yeah. happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it has the yeah. same look and feel. So yeah. that's what like when yeah. stuff is shot here, it's kind of like going along that stuff, right? Yeah, it gets more like yeah. the big city stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Where Vancouver's got such a varied. Like yes, you can you, shoot in the desert. You can shoot in the like, yeah. You can shoot in the mountains. You can shoot along the ocean. You can shoot in the in the middle of the forest like yeah. you can do yeah. so many things so why did you move back to Toronto then? Um, it was eight years later um, you know when you can just kind of sense that change is kind of in the yeah. wind like all of my friends had started to change their change their lives and moving back or uh, just getting new jobs and I, I kind of felt a little bit trapped by Vancouver yeah. at that point it's like, small right? it's tiny yeah, yeah it's super tiny. small and you it, weren't with the same person that you moved there with no anymore. no no no, no, that, no. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So eight, eight years later, I just, I just kind of, I was just 
homesick, sort of, and just kind of over it. Like, where I lived, and it's beautiful. I lived in the West End in Vancouver, and all of my friends were within, like, a, like a literal five-minute walk radius. Like, wow. five minutes to two beaches to, like, the coffee shop, the grocery store. But everything was just... Right there. It was just right there. It was yeah. just... And it's, it's in a bowl, right? Yeah. You've got the mountains on one side, and you've got the, the inlet on the other side, and then this little kind of escarpment that goes out here. And you, you can't see anything. You're literally... Yeah. In the bottom of a bowl, and all you can see is this. Yeah. And I just kind of missed being able to, being able to see things. And did right. you fly to LA at all to like for auditions or anything? Not for auditions. No. no. I'd actually I was dating a girl that lived in LA for a while, hmm. um, and we had kind of thought about me going down there. And I'd actually um, contacted a, an entertainment lawyer mm-hmm. and started the whole process, but it was just ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Um, she had used to be, she was she had, uh, a writer at that point. Okay, cool. Yeah, she was a copywriter and then uh, an author and doing her thing. But she actually was from Vancouver, but she went to Circle in the Square, a school in New York City. Yeah, okay. And when you do that, you kind of get your student visa, and then it's easy to roll that into... Into a work visa into, and yeah, do yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of starting out from scratch, it's it's really hard now. Is that where it's, you... Knowing dating her and then she was a writer, is that where you like transitioned into being a writer? Because you've written your own... Short, right? Ten yeah. Steps. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, well, we do yeah, our research here. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't really because of that. I, I had a, I met a friend, Tabitha, and um, through a, a mutual friend, we met at a Christmas party, and she said we should work on something together sometime. Cool. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. No one's ever said that to me before. That seems like just yes. Yes. Just even if you're crazy. <laughs> let's just. Was she crazy? Sure. No. Okay. She turned out to not be crazy. Um, and they have this thing in Vancouver called the um, the Crazy Eights Film Festival. Yes, okay. Where you've got, if you get selected, you've got eight, what is it, eight, eight days to kind of like write and produce and direct and shoot and the whole thing. Oh my God, that sounds so fun. Thing. So we came that up with this. That sounds so fun. Yeah, it would, wow. yeah, it, it would have been. We didn't, get, we didn't get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We should start one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I actually don't have something like it here. That'd be yeah. really, really fun. But we had this idea for a film to do for that and then we kind of did a treatment and I went and pitched it. We got through the, the second round. Oh, and then cool. we didn't get through to the third round, but we decided to still go ahead and just kind of make the film, but spend like more money and more time yeah. Yeah. on it. So 10,000 so, Steps was filmed in Vancouver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, part of it was filmed in my apartment. Never do that. Mm-hmm. And we wanted his apartment to look like really threadbare. He was kind of brokenhearted, mm-hmm. and we wanted it to be like a one-bedroom one sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we, we moved like just... All of my stuff into like one room, then filled up the rest of the space except for the little nook where you're shooting yeah, with right. all of the equipment and like 15 people and like we're spilling out into the hallway and like my yeah. neighbors were lovely, thankfully. <laughs> but it was just like four days of, of just just chaos. Like I couldn't stay home. I yeah. like I couldn't after, get in my bed. After you finished so. shooting, did you feel like the character was just like haunting you in there too? No. No. Oh, that's no. Okay. That was it. You were able to drop that. Yeah. It wasn't like he Sweet. lived in the apartment. Yeah. It was weird too. Like I didn't really ever think about. This, I don't know if this makes. I didn't really think about the character when I was playing the character, oh. because I just I'd written it, so yeah. it's like you were already uh, the there? work was done kind of yeah, okay. in the in the in the, the writing process. So then yeah. I just kind of knew exactly what I wanted to have him represent or to do. So, so you didn't think about like how you wanted to play him or anything because you already had yeah it was him. it was already so in kind of grained in how I saw it when I was writing it that I just was I just kind of did it. Yeah. So that process is obviously so different than when you show up to a role that you haven't written or that you have to like put in the work to mm-hmm. like become a character. It's also different depending on the size of the of the role. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like you you do like day player stuff and 
they don't tell you anything. It's like, oh, he's a family man. Like, that could mean anything. And they don't give you any direction. They don't give you any... Do you think that's because then they can, like, take characters any way they want? I think it's because the characters are just so ancillary. They don't care. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just, you're, you're, just, you're just a cog. You're going to kind of fulfill this, this need, yeah, story-wise. Sure. And it doesn't really matter. Oh, it doesn't okay. really matter. Like How do you if, feel, like, showing up and playing a role like that? Oh, it's frustrating. Yeah? It's totally frustrating. Okay. Yeah, because you just don't know what they want or... Yeah, you're just... Like, you, you get some characters and there's just no... There's just nothing beforehand. There's no There's no backstory. There's mm. no... And you can make something up, like, just so you have a little bit of grounding. Right. But generally, for something like that, you just kind of show up and it's like, trying to make my line sound not like I'm saying a line. And then, <laughs> and then I'll go. And they'll tell you if if it's what they want or if it's what they don't want. Generally, they don't say anything. It's, but yeah, fine, moving on. And then, oh, so you, it's, 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 it's hard that way because yeah, you totally. don't really know. It, you can't really create a, in some, in some of those characters, you can't create a fully rounded character because you're just... Yeah. You're, Shuffled You're along. uncle. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, what's my character? Uncle. <laughs> cool, oh. thanks. Yeah, okay. I'm, I, I can, I'll be uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so do you create something for yourself if you're playing... One of those roles, and like, how deep do you go? Depends. Okay. Depends. Like, I've had some auditions where I really, really, really wanted it, and it was something a little bit bigger. So I wrote an entire backstory out on napkins at work. (laughs) And then I've had some where it's like I haven't read the script, and I'll just show up, and it's like it's four lines. We're just gonna have a conversation. It doesn't matter. In the bigger picture, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's like it's uh, just people will fill in their own blanks. I'll just get in there and say the lines, and it's. Yeah, I don't know. I could just be totally lazy. Admittedly, it might just be that. But it kind of you you get a sense of how much work you kind of need to do mm-hmm. with yeah. any given project, or you can you can kind of get a sense of what you can get away with mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> if you're if you get a script and yeah. it's four lines, is it just you in a room by yourself with like a panel or a camera? Or the oh, they'll always sort of have like the reader. Okay. There. Okay. And even if there's no back and forth like you there's often just someone to be your eye line okay yeah yeah Hmm. but I haven't actually done a lot of auditions where it's just like like a monologue or like four lines on its own so there's usually yeah like you go in the room will be the casting director they'll be the camera operator and the reader unless it's a director producer session then they're sitting back there like looking at their computers Mm -hmm. cool yeah (laughs) not looking at you not looking at you sometimes sometimes it's so different than when we audition yeah oh my god like we had this audition last night that was just like and this is dance yes yeah 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 (laughs) there's 41 people in a room there's six spots there's six spots and there's eight guys in the room so we're like Okay, cool. They're looking for three dancers. They're looking for three <laughs> female dancers. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't say that. No. And it's just like, you get to do... It's so different. It's, it's so, so different. different. You get taught yeah. this combination of movement, and you get to do it once, and that's it, and see you later. Yeah. yeah. And depending on when you showed up, like how early you showed up, is like where you are in the performance lineup. And if you're at the end, like, cool, you're already... You're cold. You're cold. Yeah. You probably don't you probably remember. forget the movement because you can't mark it on the side. Yeah, you have to stand and watch. You can't, like, <laughs> practice. It's... You practice in your mind, Yeah, I guess. <sighs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, such a different process. Yeah. Sure. I had an audition like that once for um, for the Muppets. For the Muppets? For the what? Muppets. Which, yeah. like, the Muppet with, like, Jason Segal show? No, no. This was, this was years years ago. And I, I always wanted to be a Muppet operator. I, I, I do voices, and I always wanted to be the guy that did Kermit the Frog. Like you I wanted, thought, did you, did you like, I wanted to be the guy that did Kermit. Did you practice your puppeteer? I have a Kermit at home, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. So I always wanted to do Kermit, just in the back of my head. And then I remember, how old was I? It was maybe like late 20s, uh-huh. 20, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. And I saw it was in the newspaper. It was a full-page ad for auditions for the Muppets. Full-page. Full-page color ad. An audition in the newspaper. That's so unheard of, yeah. by the way, now. Like, yeah, this was, it, was, it was some time ago. <laughs> We're not going to say that. It was some time ago. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited to see this audition for the for the Muppets, and it just you had it was just kind of a cold, mm-hmm. and you would show up, and I, I, I showed up, and I, I didn't bring anything with me, but then I guess there's a, a bunch of, puppeteer students, that, maybe out of like Second City or something like that. Well, I don't know where Sheridan College has a puppeteer. Anyway, what? there's all these like, all these yeah. puppet nerds, <laughs> right? And they've all got That's these mean. these handcrafted. <laughs> And they're, it's the bizarre, it's the strangest thing because they're all just having conversations with each other and just getting their... And your puppeteering skills work. I'm just sitting there. I just do the voice. Kermit? No, I didn't bring my Kermit. I was just sitting there. I I just do, I do the voices and I know I could do the the hand motion and sync it up because I've done that before and I've done Kermit just for years to entertain (laughs) my friends. And then um, they, they brought us in, in groups of, I think, I think maybe eight or 10 of us at a time. And I go in How with many these, people were there in total? Oh, there must remember? have been 50 people there. Crazy. Like when I was there. And they, yeah. people were constantly kind of coming and going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they brought us in. And it's, it's me standing there with like seven other people or eight other people that all have these elaborate puppets on Handmade. But they don't let them use them. <laughs> oh. Because they hand everybody like a little elastic band with two ping pong balls on it for eyes. And you've got to put that on your hand. <gasps> and then put your arms straight up in the air because this is where the camera's going to be. And they oh, need, so you can't, they can't see you. Not like, on the camera. No, they could just see. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, they, they probably could see a little bit. Okay. And they want. They said we want you to lip sync to this song with and, your puppet. With your with your puppet. It? it was just a. Oh, I hate it. It's. it's <laughs> I'm like trying to think like how you would like the difference between talking. The, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, the song is this Australian one hit wonder. Are you gonna be my girl? Yep. And oh my I, gosh. to this day, I fucking hate this song. What did I you hate do? it so hard. I don't know the words, and once you, if you, if you've ever listened to the song, it's just noise. Besides, are you going to be my girl? The rest of it is just, it's just noise, and it's so fast. And if you don't know the, if you don't know the lyrics, and you did it. you're just, of course I did. And I don't know the you're lyrics just... to my favorite song, like let alone <laughs> this random song. And so it was so frustrating. And then we we kind of finished. We all brought our hands down. They're like, thank you. You're all excused. Oh. And that was it. And like Charlie Brown music, everyone kind of hangs their heads and just walk out. But it was okay. It was okay because I'd found out just before I went in that this was actually an audition for like the Muppet Show on the Disney cruises. Oh. And I did not want to be on a cruise ship. No, you ship. don't want to be a cruise person. Not at, not at like 28 mm. or 29. Maybe no. that would have been cool if I was... 21 or like... 21, yeah. 28. Can you like no. remember your worst audition? Yep. Yeah. Cool. cool. I, I can. It was in Vancouver. Um, it was for, I don't remember the, the actual title of the project, but it was some kind of elven, mm-hmm. this wizened elven mm-hmm. general in the army or something like that. And it was with this casting director in Vancouver that sometimes was nice and sometimes was just unreadable. Generally unreadable, right? Okay. You'd worked with this person before? Yeah. auditioned yep. before? Okay. I, I'd, I'd seen him before. And, uh, he always just terrified me because he was just so... You can't read him. ...ungiving. Yeah. yeah. Right? And um, I didn't do the work. Like, 
going in. And here's the the difference between like it's it's just it's just all your prep, right? Okay. I had like four pages to learn, and I learned it, but I just learned it by myself. So I only kind of knew my cues by like kind of thinking about it. I could say this line, then this line, then this line, then this right. line. And unless you actually do the work with another actor or at least someone reading you the other lines, right. the first time you're in the room, if that's when you hear that cue line for the first time and you're just used to cueing yourself, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, all, it's gone. It's gone. Like, okay. I don't know. It's just a blank. Mm-hmm. Right? So I kind of get into this room and I'd put on this, this weird, grizzled, British-y affectation for this voice, for this, <laughs> this character. And um, we kind of started off and I, I'm doing this weird little voice. Did it call and, for a British accent? Not necessarily, <laughs> but it was kind of he's an elf. Like they kind of all sound like Legolas. They've all got to have these this this accent. Have okay. Lord of the Rings been out at this point in time? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. They'd all been out. So this the standard had kind of been set. Okay. Um, but I didn't really know it as well as I should have. I was doing this ridiculous voice, and I kind of started off. And then the first time Stuart says the lines back to me, I just I couldn't remember a thing. I just froze, and he's like. Okay, we'll just start again. I'm like, okay, we'll start again. So we start again, got a little bit farther, and he's hearing a little bit more of this weird voice. And then I froze up again, and he's like, do you want to go and get your sides? And he was being actually kind of nice about it. And I'm like, no, I don't. I know it. And he's like, well, clearly you don't know it. I'm like, well, maybe you're just making me nervous. Because you never... And we had this little, we had this little moment. Of tension? The, the, the yeah. room go like... Yeah, and then he didn't say another word. Cool. And I went and I got my script. <laughs> and we read the lines back and forth to each other. And he's like, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome. Thank you. And I left the room. And, I'm, and I, I remember getting out and thinking, like, I, I'm never going to see this person again. This person will never bring me in for another. Did he? Yeah. And then, yeah. And I, I booked it. It was the show. You it was, booked uh, it? The next thing he brought me in for was, was hiccups that I ended up oh. doing for two years. So I was like totally stunned. Was the Corner Gas follow-up, yeah. Follow-up, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so he was the casting director for that. And I was convinced I would never be brought back in that room again. Because I was... was, Did you ever talk to him about it? Yeah, drunk at the rap party for hiccups. (laughs) Yeah. And what did he say? Was he also drunk? Uh, No, no, I think he he just got there. So uh, you were and like, like and I was like, I was like, Stuart, because now we've had our first season, and I'm feeling somewhat accomplished. I'm like, Stuart, I have to tell you, I never thought you were gonna bring me in again after like that audition for whatever that awful thing. When he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't remember what he said. I think he just kind of like listened and then walked away. You're going back to Vancouver. Are you doing any auditioning there? No, no, you're no. just going. When you're, it's it's all tax stuff, yeah. right? Mm. So when you're when you're an Ontario based. It's really hard to get work in BC because they don't get the tax credit. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I actually just lost a role in Vancouver that I had for years because they finally decided, no, oh, we want to get the tax credit. I was doing these these Hallmark movies, these like Aurora Tea Garden mysteries oh. with Candace Cameron. Oh, actually, I, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Candace Cameron from Full House. From right? Full House. Yeah. 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 And I got the first one. It was actually the only self-tape audition that I'd ever actually booked. Yeah. And I booked it when I just moved back from, from Vancouver to Ontario. But I was still technically a BC resident, like tax-wise, because that's where oh, okay. I filed last time. Yeah. And they said, okay, well, you can have the role, but you're, you're technically local, so you've got to fly yourself out and put yourself up. I'm like, oh, that's fine. It's like seven days of work, so it's totally yeah. worth it. And then I think I did it two or three more times. But again, because the precedent was set that I was... Local BC, I had to fly myself out and get myself so accommodated. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't put me up. But it always worked out. Even if I broke even, I would get a chance to go to BC and see my friends and get a credit. And so it all worked totally. out. Yeah. yeah. And so this year, 
Um, we were just starting the second season of Anne, and then Emilio from Vancouver called up and he said, okay, they they're just want to know your availability for the next Aurora Tea Garden. And I said, well, Anne's starting, let's just get the dates cleared. So we did. Yeah. And as soon as I told him the dates were cleared, he said, oh, no, they've changed their mind. They want to recast because they, uh, they want to get the tax credit this time. And it's so crazy uh, because I think every the last couple of times I've gone out, it's been a day or two tops. Mm-hmm. And they're going to end up spending more money in recasting on that whole session than they would have. They would have Just the time credit. and money that they mm-hmm. need to cast somebody. Yeah. 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 So, it, I don't know, it didn't seem like a good idea. Or it seems strange to me, but who knows. Uh, yeah. um, okay, wait, back to 10,000 Steps. I had a question about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Henry is his name, character's Henry. name, right? Yeah. It's very, like, comedic. Is, is the role comedic? Did you find it comedic? I thought so. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was like, watching the trailer, I was like... Yeah. You guys didn't actually watch the film, did you? No. no. Sorry. Okay, no, no. <laughs> Just Should we? Yeah. If you've got 25 minutes, you don't want back. It's a short. It's a, well, it's yeah. a long short. It's a long short. It's, too, long it's short. too long. It's too long for a short film. Well, I mean, do you like it? Did you, like, are you proud of it? Or um, you... I actually, I, I liked, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I like moments of it better than other moments. The... Um, I kind of like, this is going to be horrible, I kind of like the script and the way I saw it in my head a little bit more than the way it kind of came, came together, together at the end. I, I okay. expected it to be tighter or Where do you something. think that went wrong or um, not went wrong or where do you think you kind of lost? I don't know. I think, saw. honestly, I, I have no idea. I know we were kind of rushed with, with editing yeah. mm-hmm. and rushed with like, like music and, and mm. things. And we'd had a couple different opinions about music and about certain things. Sure. Yeah, like the director and I. Uh, what if you just like took it back and like re-edited it? And... Oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Like it was a good experience. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm you won't m- work. more ha- generally happy with how it, how it yeah. turned out. Do you okay. think you'll write but again? Like write, write I have a couple of ideas and I have a computer, so it's... <laughs> You can like sit so at Starbucks and be it's, a writer. It's possible. Oh my god, I could totally be. A, I wouldn't go to Starbucks. There's a really good coffee shop around my. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, you know, when you have some ideas but you just don't start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that. All it's, the time. it's the. It's the. It's just inertia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Science. It's like the discipline of like starting something. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just as like a. It's just like training any craft, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm finding it. Like the more film we do, the more things I direct, is the easier mm-hmm. it gets because of the momentum. Yeah, yeah. and it's just right. like I become more familiar with like the language and how to articulate my yeah. ideas to people, and everything just becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you're not doing anything, it's just easy to not do watch anything. Netflix because yeah, because it's it's easy. Yeah. So it's yeah, that's the that's my biggest struggle is kind of like just getting started, and then follow through. Follow through mm. is such a, such a big thing, and it's um, going back to like getting that like inertia or mm-hmm. that like beginning stages. Do you have like a process that you know that works for you? Oh, if I like get up and work at a certain hour or put in a certain amount of time, then I know it'll like help move me forward. Or no, no, I just have to just do it. Sure, I just okay. don't think about it. It's kind of the same. Like any time I have to make like a big decision in life yeah if I try and you know do the lit the pros and the cons and break it down and see where this could go or this could go I just get I just get stuck I just right. get like it's just it's overwhelming it's totally overwhelming yeah. so I'll just kind of be like that I'll sure. just I'll just do one and how's that worked out for you so pretty far? good okay. generally pretty good <laughs> yeah like Sweet. no it's, it's not it's not I'm not batting a thousand but yeah, yeah. but generally it's yeah it, it seems it seems to kind of work out 
okay. so far. Do you think your process has changed in the past, like, since you started acting to now? Um, has it changed? I don't. I don't know that it's changed that much. Like, if there's a, if there's a, like, I had an audition the other day, and it was like, it, it was there was enough going on and enough with the character and the dynamic of the scene that it was like I was kind of getting back into what I used to. Just like, oh, I'm going to start making the notes. Here's what they're saying. Here's what they're thinking. Here's the st- where you should maybe put the stresses on the words if you want to get the right. Mm-hmm. Impacted, and I would kind of just break it down for kind of what they wanted and like the beats of the the beats of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, if it's like a commercial, then you just show up and say the line, right? It's kind of it just it always kind of differs project to project. It probably shouldn't. They should probably all be held with the same esteem, mm-hmm. but yeah. they are not. Do you have you ever had a moment in your career so far where you've been like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm mm-hmm. done. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it. If I went back and, because I've been doing this, what now, 18 years, I guess, like, mm-hmm. quote unquote, professionally. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I went back to my, my, when I got my very first gig and said, guess what? In 18 years, you'll be doing this still mm-hmm. with like varying degrees of success along the way. But this is essentially what you will still be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know how well that would have sat with me. Right. You know? Really? Yeah. Because almost all my friends are very traditional. Mm-hmm. Like they... We like, to, we like to use the word normie norms. Yes. Normie norms. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them are just... They're just... Uh, they're just normie norms. And you're 100% not a normie norm. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm not. But I'm if you not. would have told yourself that when you were young, would you have wanted to choose something else? Would you be happy mm-hmm. with a traditional nine to five? No, I don't. Like, see, I don't, I don't think I would. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I kind of kind of wrestle with it. I mean, yeah. you wonder like oh, how yeah, long how long can I do this for? How yeah. long is this is this viable for? Because I've got friends I got in Vancouver that are like super talented and and just amazing people and they're fantastic mm-hmm. actors. And then they get to that point where they're just like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something else now. Yeah. And I I've flirted with that notion. I think about it all the time. Usually, yeah. if it's in like a like I've had like two months and I haven't booked anything, it's like, yeah. well, maybe just fuck it. And it's maybe right. it's time yes. to just. Yeah. But then you'll get a small little victory. You'll get a little victory yeah. in it, yeah. like yeah. boost you right back up. You're oh like, oh no, this is great. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it all we, the time. Yeah. It's like we define we we're defining success last week in our other podcast, and it's just like little wins, little wins right? like mm-hmm. that keep you mm-hmm. going and keep you moving. It's like a rock like... skimming the surface. It, yeah. it, just just before you think it's going to sink, it just hits another. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what the, I don't know what the, my shelf life is. Like I think about it all the time. Mm. Like, do I want to still? Like when I was twenty four, it's like okay, when you're when you're thirty five, do you want to be yeah. bartending? Setting the and, limits. And now when when you're like forty five, not this year, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to still be doing this? Kegs get heavier and heavier <laughs> every year for some reason. I think they're making them bigger. I think they're like putting weights. In them? I think they I think they're making them like out of thicker metal. I think the density of the beer has changed. Everything's just, everything's heavier. Maybe they're just giving you the stouts to carry. Maybe that's it, because we all know that stouts are heavier than lockers. No light beers at all. No, no. Yeah. Uh, I would love to work at a bar that just served Coors. Just <laughs> Coors Light. Everyone could lift those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, but I I, I was talking with a, with a friend recently about my different jobs, and, and she was very kind of, 
coming at it from a, another point of view of not being not being an actor, but mm-hmm. just be like, no, like this isn't just like a, a job you do. It is your career. Yeah, you have to look is, at it and, that way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. thing is, we're talking about working in the arts. Sometimes it's just you've you've got to have the other job in order to do the job that you really, really, really want to do. And it's exactly. just I think I've I'm I've either come to or I'm getting to the point where I'm coming to terms with that. And it's just yeah. I guess I guess that'll be okay. Wrapping your say. head around. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're doing something you don't really want to do just to do something you really want to do. Right. To pay for something that you yeah. really want to do. And it's not that I don't like doing it. Like no. I, I like it. Yeah. You yeah. know, you meet nice people. It's, it's all right. It pays the bills. Yes. It's, it's, there's worse pretty, jobs out there. There are yeah. absolutely worse jobs yes. out there. I would yeah. much rather be a server to dance than do retail. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Or sit on a desk or... Ugh. Yeah. Some people just aren't wired that way. Some people are. It's true. But I I mean, like, we had a production meeting yesterday, and we sat in a coffee shop for five hours and, like, worked. And I was like, am I left? Actual work? Yes. Yes. Like, like, on our computers, working on our website, working on our podcast, setting up musicians for our fundraiser party, like, doing all that kind of organizing. And I was just like, how do people sit at this every single day? Yeah. And sit at a computer and sit at a desk. Like, I left, and I was, like, more... Exhausted, both physically and mentally, than I am if I teach for eight hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, like I drank so much or... coffee, and I was literally like sitting there falling asleep. Like I need yeah. to be moving to like be an energetic person, or yeah. just like to not be exhausted all the time. Because mm-hmm. like I... coffee doesn't help really. Yeah, I think that says something a lot about just like that humans are made to move. Yeah, like, we're not made to be sedentary at desks, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you also did work. You went to university at McMaster. Yes, yeah, because that's and where all did. the act- people go to study <laughs> study the craft of acting right. is uh, McMaster. But you also did philosophy. Yeah. What was so you did a philosophy? Well, because if you're gonna if you're gonna do something me that doesn't it. mean anything, then <laughs> go better, for it. Better be theater and philosophy, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> well, actually, originally, um, I applied there for fine arts. Okay. Because Mac actually had a pretty decent. If you didn't want to do OCAD, and I didn't. Mm. Um, it actually had a pretty good fine arts program, and you had right. to do the um, the portfolio interview. Mm-hmm. And I think they brought in, I think it was 15 people a year. And I got into wow. it. Yeah, I, I gave them like paintings and sculptures and drawings and stuff. Did you draw and, a lot as well, right? Yeah, I, when I was a kid, that's all I did. Yeah. yeah. So... And then I, I got in for that, and then I found out that the kit was going to be an extra like $1,500 for all the art supplies. And I just, I didn't for have just it. just the first year? For first year, yeah. And I'm Ooh. like, I, I, don't, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So... They sent me the um, the letter saying that you're accepted and this yeah. is what it's going to cost, and I just never responded to it. It was just it was just overwhelming. It's like ah, I, I got in, but I don't, I can't. So I just never responded to it. And once the date to accept that had come and gone, it kind of automatically rolled me over into just general humanities. Okay. And I just I did that. I, so I went to Mac for general general humanities, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I took in the first year, I took like theater and I took English and philosophy and classics yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it was when we had to do, to declare our, our majors at the end of first year, yeah. I was going to do English and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember walking in, I wrote out English, philosophy, combined honors, handed it over and I walked out and I made it about 10 feet and I just turned around and I walked <laughs> back in and I'm like, give me that back. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, give it back. So she, it was like on the top of her pile. So she handed it to me and I just scratched out English and I wrote in theater and walked out. And that was that. Was that. So, so what was that? Again, like that's switch? how I decide things. I don't know. <laughs> Something just occurred. 
And, and you're like, I gotta do this right I, now. Yeah, I don't do English. I want to. I want to do theater. You always did so. theater, and did you always do theater in like high school and stuff too? No, funny story. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I was I'm was terrified of public speaking and performing. Okay. Um, which can which can hamper a career mm. when you have to like perform in front yeah. of people. No way. And then it was in grade five or grade six we had to do start doing speeches. And I remember I'd I'd written this speech on humor. Speaking of comedy, I'd written this speech on humor, and it started off with a joke, and and I had like this this fantastic speech. It was all about like I don't know, comedy shows yeah. and stand up comics and blah blah blah. And so I get to the my turn to 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 speak, and I'm I'm kind of excited, I'm nervous. You know, you get that those butterflies, and I get up there, and I'm going to start with this joke. And I'm just going to like own the room and deliver my You're speech. Nail it. And I deliver this awful joke. <laughs> and then I started to kind of see those little red spots. I felt the heat kind of coming up my neck. This is the worst feeling. And just before I passed out, the last thing I saw was my teacher lunging at me to try and stop me you from cracking. I totally passed out in front of the class. What? Yeah, absolutely fainted in front of everybody. And, How did you get over that? Mm, well, <laughs> I didn't. You still have public speaking. I'm okay with it now, but I like I just I fake it, like I fake it. But you're an actor to... for like a living. Tricky, right? <laughs> how yeah. do you? So how do you fake it? What do you have to do to like be like? Um, I think at this point, it, it now it, it's just kind of all right. It's just I've done it enough that I don't sure. really worry about it. But I never gave another speech after that. So Dave, mm. Id, mm. <laughs> you're filming Anne right now, or you've just finished? We just we wrapped. just we just wrapped. Yeah, right. season two. So who do you play in Anne? Um, Harmon Andrews. He's one of the uh, one of the townsfolk in Avonlea. He's um, pr- one of Anne's best friends, Prissy. I'm, I, I'm her dad oh. again. A dad. I'm a dad. Yeah. How do you feel about I'm getting typecasted? It's, I mean, do you feel that way? Have you always <laughs> been typecasted, like since you started? Um, yeah, no. Or has it just been like the last? Like, it's just the last. Well, I used to get smarmy business guy a lot. I don't know why. Because <laughs> like, I own it. Because I own a suit and can smirk. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I used to get smarmy business guy. And then we get lawyer. But again, that's just another version of smarmy business guy. Yeah. yeah. Or I would get, you know, vanilla bland dad or... Vanilla <laughs> Oh, yeah. When I did Supernatural. Yes. And it was like, this guy, Luke something, he's just vanilla. He's just the blandest. I'm like, no. All Ouch. Sh- all oh. shades of beige. All the shades of beige. Shades of beige. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I've got I've got those all in my back pocket. I can play all of those. Do you play Percy's dad? Play Percy's dad. Yeah. Or Mr. Harmon. Uh, Mr. Andrews. Mr. Andrews. Harmon. Harmon Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. Um, I just found out his first name this season. Oh really? Yeah. It was in <laughs> the last weird. the last script. He actually introduces himself in the first name. I'm like, oh, Harmon. And you like weird. your role is bigger in the second season. You were saying right than the first. Yeah, season. first season I was uh, supposed to do three episodes and ended up just doing the one. Yeah. Um, and then second season was supposed to be, um, I think it was supposed to be seven episodes. It ended up being five, okay. which is still, which still is, is still great. Yeah. So it's a little bit bigger. It's still very ancillary. Yeah. Like the show's about the kids. Right. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and next tier up, it's about the, the mothers and like the women in the town. And then kind of like the men are sort of. Periphery. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're peripheral. So. Making the show about the women and then the men are periphery. Um, mm-hmm. Is that like a typical experience in auditions, or do you find it the other way around? Um, like, I never really thought about it. Um, Gender-wise, yeah. 
it, it seems lately there's been a real swap, I mm-hmm. guess, where I've done like a lot of shows. It seems like all the female shows that are coming out are like yeah, are very are very female centric. Yeah, that's what's and happening. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but before it's the fine. before the change <laughs> happened, was it more it was more male driven? Um, yeah, 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 especially with all the sci-fi stuff. Right. Yes. It's all like it's all male protagonists. Yeah. For the most yeah. part. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. Except Battlestar, I actually loved Battlestar Galactica so much that was the reason I moved to Vancouver was to try oh, and be on Battlestar Galactica. Nice. And they did gender swapping because in the original series, Starbuck was a, a man. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. played by Dirk Benedict who was like face on A-Team and stuff like this. Yeah. And then it was um, Katie Sackhoff was cast as, as female right. Starbuck. Yeah. And she killed it. It was the exact same kind of character traits. Cigar yeah. smoking, like throws a punch. <laughs> a bit Amazing. Of a, a bit Love of a manizer? manizer? Womanizer? What would, be the, what would be the equivalent of uh, being a womanizer? I don't know if there's a word for it. I don't know. That I know. I mean, be. like, there's not a positive word for it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Fair. Which fair. is unfair. Yeah. That, is to- that is totally true. Society, Society dictates. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us about Tina, Dave, about what you're doing this season as Mr. Andrews. Well, I, I, uh, I was given a horse and a carriage. There was a... Can I preface this with you please. came up to me at the bar and you were like... I get to go and have horse riding lessons tomorrow, and I'm very oh excited about it. Or was it horse riding lessons? It was. It was driving the horse and buggy, right, driving right. the carriage. You got oh, to go sweet. to like the farm mm-hmm. and learn how to do that. And learn how to do that. Yeah, because I've never done that. Yeah. So I get, awesome. I, I get the script, and, and in it, you see Mr. <laughs> Mr. Andrews is going down this dirt lane, and then there's um, uh, a, a new character, and he offers her a ride. Okay. Is there any of this spoiler? Do they care? Maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I've never. I've never. You know, I haven't been on a horse since, I don't know, 1999, just doing a little, a little ride around. Um, and I definitely never tried to steer one. So they, they said, do you want to go and do a couple hours of training at a farm? I'm like, absolutely. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be fun. Sweet. So I go out there, and it's the actual horse that I'm going to be working with, Tina. And it's the actual <laughs> carriage, which is like a 100-year-old antique rickety carriage. And Tina's big. She's a cross between like a workhorse and a police horse. So they can be like, she's really strong and you can like push yeah, crowds. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry, no, no, sorry. She's a, a cross between a workhorse and a, and a, a racehorse, which is the same as what a police horse generally mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So they can be really fast, but they're also just, just powerhouses. Yeah. They're work animals. Yeah. 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 So we get in this, uh, this little carriage and we go to the backfield. This is at a, a farm in Pickering. And I'm being told all the commands, and it's, it's, it's really amazing how sensitive they are because you just hold on the reins, which go into the, the bit, like the chomp yep. in their mm-hmm. mouths, and you just direct them all with that. Like, you give them enough slack. Uh, the more slack you get, she'll be like, oh, I guess I can go faster. Yep. You pull back on the reins, she'll slow down. You kind of pull a little bit on the right side, and she'll turn right. Yeah. You pull a lot on the right side, and you can adjust the speed and, yeah. and like the, just the, the, the little sounds to get her to start, and then the whoa to get her to stop. And we did it for about an hour and it was it was great and she was totally receptive and I'm like oh yeah this is this, is, this is good we got this, we we got this. professionals right we're, we're done she's a professional I'm a professional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our working relationship is great we've established rapport and trust <laughs> yeah. and I then, would work with her again oh and I knew I was going to and I was looking forward to it <laughs> and I was like I was so excited like when I'm like oh I get to work with yeah. Tina <laughs> so, so excited never work with children or animals there's a reason there's a reason why it's a it's, a, it's an expression. So a week later, um, we're on set, and we're shooting actually out in Pickering, where the actual, actual set is. 
It's all shot in Pickering. The whole show. No, no, just oh. they, they, the, the farm is, okay. in, is in Pickering. The studio is actually up at uh, Eglinton. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know the studio there. It's an old Wrigley's gum yeah. factory or something. Mm -hmm. And what I need to do is I need to come down this this old country road with all that red, you know, the PEI red dirt on it, yeah. and stop and stop with Tina and the cart and hit a hit a mark, have a conversation, and then we kind of keep going. But they're they're running late in the day, so they're like they're running out of time. They're getting freaked out. And they're like, hey, we want you to, we're just going to shoot the rehearsal, and we want you to go, like, we want you to go faster than maybe you've gone before. Like, we want her to have a pretty good trot as you come around, just to get the timing right. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh -oh. Are you sure we can't maybe just rehearse this once? Like, no, no, we'll just, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Shoot the rehearsal. So we're kind of just tucked around, <laughs> we're just tucked around a corner, and um, they call action, and the, the horse handler there, and he kind of gives her a little, a little smack, uh, and we, we, and then off we go, and kind of see where our mark is. It's about, I don't know, 30 or 40 feet up. There's like a stick and that's exactly where I'm supposed to get her to stop. The other actor is kind of walking down uh, in the same direction we're going to be going. We're going to be coming up beside her. Yeah. And Tina just starts going a little bit faster and a little bit faster. I'm like, oh, okay. So I start pulling back on the reins like easy, easy. And then she's going a little bit faster. I'm like, Tina, easy. And I swear to God, she looked back at me and she's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then she just broke into a gallop. Like a gallop. In like a vintage, like... In a vintage 100-year-old <laughs> antique carriage on a, on a bumpy dirt road. And you kind of hear this collective, <laughs> gasp. And Joanna, the actress, looks back and sees this horse and carriage barreling at her. And she jumps out of the way. And I, my back was sore for like three days from like pulling back on these reins. And just being like, Tina, Tina, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I was basically planking in this, in this carriage. I was pulling back so hard. And I was wearing these leather gloves that were like kind of slipping. The reins were slipping through. And so then it would slack. And she'd be like, I guess he wants me to go faster. And then she, she just went for it. And we were probably running for about 30 seconds. And then we're running out of road. I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I'm just trying to like keep her straight. Because yeah. it's like a tree line over here, and then it's a big muddy field over here. Yeah, you don't want to go there. We don't want to go in either of these places. Ugh. And uh, she slows down a little bit as we take this corner, and then we're behind a tree line, so no one can see us at all. And then she starts to pick up speed again. I'm like, no, please, Tina, please. And I just, like, <laughs> I just hoist on these reins. Please, and, Tina, please. And I, just, I finally get her to stop, which is, like, she decided she wanted to stop. Yeah, she was over it. I, I was just there. Yeah. And then we stop. And I can, I can hear Blair... Who's the who's the horse trainer? He's like, "Are you okay?" And like, he's yelling over the trees. I'm like, "Oh yeah, we are. We're fine." And he's like, "Just stay there." I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, Tina, let's go. And I just, I just then she just was fine. I just turned her around, went through this field, and steered her back, and we just trotted up. And she's like, hmm, "Who me? Innocent as anything. Innocent as anything." But everyone was like freaking out, and the wardrobe was like, "Did his hat stay on?" <laughs> And the hat stayed on. And that was one person's main concern. Other people are like, is he, is he getting hurt? Are they alive? Is the horse okay? Is she going to break her leg? Wardrobe. Did the hat stay on? So did you get the shot eventually? Did you get to reshoot it? Um, apparently we did. I don't remember it. Apparently we did it another time. I was talking with, uh, with Adam. He was one of the ADs at, uh, at the rap party the other day. He said, yeah, we shot it again. I'm like, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> Tina. Oh, Tina. I hope you get to work with Tina again. I did. Oh, you do get to work I did get to work with her again. Yeah, on my last day of shooting, we were, we were shooting a follow-up to that scene mm -hmm. where we're just driving down this little laneway. But it was like a handler at the front, a handler at the back. We're going like 20 feet and that's it and stop. Yeah. And it was fine. It was like uneventful. 
<laughs> Maybe she just yeah. needed to get like out her nervous yeah. like, first day of filming yeah. jitters. I don't know what it was. I don't know if something yeah, she I'm saw something if something spooked her. It, we were on we were going downhill, <laughs> so yeah. Maybe maybe I did. Yeah, maybe purpose. she saw something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like, okay, Tina, go for it. Yes, come on, girl. I know you want to. <laughs> Be free. Yeah, yeah. I just like go with the reins. Once I was at the site, I just put my hands up. Yeah, Tina, you got this. Tina, take the wheel. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, afterwards, I got adrenaline. It was just like I haven't had adrenaline in my system for so long. I I, I live a pretty boring oh. life, and that was a neat feeling. I was like, oh, this is what life just feels like. like. This is what it feels like when you're actually doing. <laughs> This is what it feels like to do things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's so funny. Yeah. So you just finished season two. Yeah. Are they booked for season three yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. um, they'll probably find out sometime over the summer. Okay. But they just had the, the awards. You know the Canadian Awards? They've combined yeah, them now. Canadian TV Awards. Uh, yeah. Guild? Canadian Screen Awards? Some, yeah, yeah. I think it was that. And actually, it ended up winning Best Series. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they'll be booked again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, if they don't, like, I'm, I, I would be really surprised. surprised. Right. Like I, I watched actually watched the show for the first time mm. about a month ago when it came on Netflix and it was I think it's just beautiful. It's, it is it's really beautiful. Good. I beautiful watched like, the yeah. first season, it's good. Yeah, and the opening credits are just poetic and they've got the tragically hip song and it's like, Oh come on. Yeah. It was like, great. <laughs> the kids in it are really talented too. They're fantastic. The girl that played Anne's Anne is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, they're all they're all really good. So there's like yeah, there's nothing really like it on T V. Yeah. I don't think. Like that's this this also like what a wonderful Canadian like Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show that the, the, the quality of something that you can have in Canada, if it just has the money behind it. Right. I mean, yes. Shit's Creek and Anne are both killing I love it. Shit's Creek. Like, yeah. I want to do Shit's Creek. I know. Eugene Levy. Just show up Levy. one day. Yeah, I just show up. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Show up and they just like hand you the part of your life and yep. then Perfect. game's yeah. over. Um, do you go for any auditions outside Toronto? Any, like for like in New York or in LA? No. Or is it still the same? No. no. It's, it's really hard. It's kind of like, even Vancouver, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess they're casting so much stuff for Toronto. Like, there's enough. To there's make. so much work coming through here right now. Yeah, yeah I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, there's a lot that maybe we'll see some. Maybe we won't. Mm. Yeah, there's still a lot of the, a lot of the big issues is that for all these big movies, like it's all cast with Americans out of LA, and then we kind of get the scraps. Like there can be yeah. some good scraps. Like sometimes there's still a lot of meat on that bone that they've thrown away. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still a lot of ancillary yeah. ancillary kind of stuff. How do you it's, feel like about when they? do stuff like that where they will want to shoot something in Canada but they bring in people from everywhere else and there's not really that share of work to go around. It, it was so frustrating. I've had auditions before yeah. where I've, I've looked up the show on IMDb and seen that the actual character that I'm auditioning for that afternoon is already cast and up on IMDb. Wow. Like, it's like, because they kind of have to go through the motions. Yeah. Right? It's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of auditions to be honest. And it was Walk David Spade. It was David, David Spade. Remember he did a show with Putty? I don't know. Putty from Seinfeld? Um, you know, guy talks like this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was... Also, like, you like to do voices. Putty, uh... Putty plays like one of Elaine's boyfriend who's, he plays yeah, the yeah. Road yeah. to El Dorado, that guy. Yep. Okay, that's my yeah. move. Yeah. Don't, don't use my move. <laughs> okay, Jerry? Okay, Jerry. Anyway, those two guys did a show. It was yeah. the, um, I don't remember what it was called, but I was auditioning for like, for one of their parts. For that show, right? Yeah. And then you go on IMDb, and it's like, oh no, it's it's already cast. It's already cast yeah. with a big with a big name. Why even like so. waste your fucking time then? Yeah, that's so they annoying. Just, they just have to just to see people. Yeah, because they've got a quota of certain people that they have to see to kind of say, oh yeah, we've seen all the we're shooting, we've got we've seen all the Canadian actors. 
Uh, but we're still going to go ahead and That's like and such an our, insult our to Canadian yeah. talent. Yeah. When you're talking about like the struggles like you're when you wake up and you're like I can't fucking do this anymore like with acting. Right. Do you do you find that like as you're getting like older do you find that Ouch. it's happening more? It's your birthday. It's, yeah. yeah. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um you find that it's happening more often or less often? Um I haven't been thinking about it for a while because I've been working Sorry? consistently. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And when you're when you're when you're working yeah. you don't think about it. Yeah. But now that that's wrapped, and we'll see how it goes over the next couple months. If something right. else comes up, then yeah. that'll float me. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then then I'll start to get, what, what else can I do? But I have no skills. You I have, have a philosophy no... degree, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow, well, let me think about all the, <laughs> all the things I can use that for. That didn't take long, nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Would you like yeah. venture back into like writing or producing? Mm, I, I can't stuff? produce at all. No. no, I don't. I wouldn't know where to start. Mm. I wouldn't know where to start. Um, I would. I would write some more. Mm-hmm. But then I have to turn the computer on and <laughs> well, sit at it. There's your slow. There's your old man. I don't have a laptop. <laughs> oh, my computer! It's off. <laughs> I can't use it. Yeah, I, I. I can't really go to Starbucks with it because it would be really weird if I set up my desktop at Starbucks. <laughs> Don't have a laptop. No, no, I uh, I have chosen poorly. I do not have a laptop. You have a desktop. Yeah, and you phone. I mean, like you have a smartphone, like yeah. Really it's, I, I don't think I would want to write. Also, like a, a notepad. Yeah. The original computer. Oh, with a pencil. Or yeah. Pen. Or pen. <laughs> no, I would I would erase too much. Yeah. So. Um, we were talking before we started recording about how you're you don't have a big friend group. In your in the arts or in your own community, period. right? Period. Like, I'm so lonely, and you guys asked if I could do this. I'm like, oh, friends? No, no, no. This is just a podcast. We will never speak after this. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, I, I have a few that are that mm-hmm. are in it, but not very many. Yeah. So yeah. how do you find that when you like need to vent or you need to talk about something, and they're like supportive but not like maybe really understanding? They're actually, in a way, more understanding. Okay. Maybe not more understanding, but. You know, and understanding in a way that's that's great because I've had some friends that are just like, you know, really, like my my friend Justin is a is a lawyer and a judge right now, and it's totally different. And we I remember like last year, he's just like, like I'm, you know, you should be really, like I don't want to say proud. He goes, but it's 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 hard. It's hard what you do. And he goes like, yeah. and I have yeah. a lot of like, um, um, you need backbone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's hard to see yeah. that from the inside sometimes, and then someone says something like, mm-hmm. yeah. "You should like I be, never really thought about be that. proud of that." Like that probably took yeah. a lot of work, and you're just like, "Well, n- no." <laughs> yeah. Do you think that yeah. you had like this drive? Well, you didn't know from the beginning that you wanted to be an actor. You had like you weren't sure. So your drive for like acting obviously came when you were in university. I actually remember when the seed was planted, and it cool. was it was totally random. Mm-hmm. I used to like I make costumes and yeah. I have been since I was a little kid and I and and, and and puppets and I put together this like Spider-Man costume I think I was maybe grade 8 or grade 9 and I'd sewn this Spider-Man costume and I was showing my family at Christmas time and I put the suit on and I kind of hung off the stairs <laughs> pretending I was clinging to the wall and then my Uncle Dan who was actually the one who had the show that I did the accounting thing for he's like this kid's going to be an actor <laughs> and it always stuck with me oh. So that was the actual kind of the, the thing, the moment that was like, that's what you're going to do. Isn't that cool? yeah. interesting that people at such a young age can pl- implant an idea in your head and that's like what kind of like establishes your mm-hmm. entire... That's yeah. what scares me about being a teacher, to be honest. Right. Like, 
Yeah. Oh my God, the, the, the evil things I could commit, the, yeah. the deeds. Yeah. yeah. Or just like these... try to be like very cautious of things I say and like yeah. how I address kids and like treat them with respect yeah. and like they have their own Because you autonomy. never know what's going to land and, yeah. and just have that. Yeah. Yeah. And that like makes me nervous because I've had like bad teachers and yeah. you sure. know, people just like say things that are off the cuff or like they don't really care what it is and those like, those are the things that kind of stick with you and are... Yeah, it turns out to be a deep, deep cut. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Especially when you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Ugh. that you're just like, uh, what's the word, vulnerable, and you're like in a state of vulnerability and like university and like mm-hmm. puberty, and like when you're, as soon as you're vulnerable and somebody says something, you just, it can change. So, so mm-hmm. you tilter. Yeah. Anything. Um, has your idea of what being an actor means changed over time, changed through your career? Um, maybe. I think I have a more realistic view of it now. Mm-hmm. Like, even after I did, like, when I got cast on, on Hiccups, which was yeah. originally just supposed to be kind of like a, a recurring character, mm-hmm. and I shot the pilot, and then a year later was when the show got picked up, and we started shooting, like, the actual series. And I remember going, oh, I actually had an audition with Stuart, with the same, <laughs> this, with this, the same, the same guy. And um, I'd, I'd come back, I was visiting family in Toronto, I flew back that morning, and then I had an audition with him, and then I had to go to work at my at the bar I was working at. So all in the same day, and I kind of walk in, and, um, and he's like, oh, um, yeah, Hiccups got picked up. And I'm like, oh, oh cool. great, great. And I'm like, am I like, am is, I- my, <laughs> is my character going to recur in it? And he's like, oh, no, no, you're like, you're, you're series regular. They wrote you in fully. Oh, and I was just amazing. like, amazing. <gasps> What? You didn't, you didn't feel adrenaline in that moment? I, I may have different adrenaline. <laughs> sure. Who's yeah. the first person you call when, when that happens? Is your mom? Uh, oh, yeah. I think it would have been. Yeah. 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 Or my girlfriend at the time? One of the two? One of the two ladies? Don't say that. Mom, it was you. It was you, Mom. <laughs> you, were the, you were the first to know. Yeah. And then it was good. I went into work that night, and they changed the scheduling hours. Um, so I, where I would always start at 5 o'clock, all of a sudden, like, my shift would change to 4.30. So I show up at 5, and they're all mad at me because I'm late. I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm glad, but I quit. I'm going to start shooting this shit. But I quit. Like, we're going to start shooting in, like, two weeks. So, okay. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually worked uh, the rest of the week there, and then I was like, I'm going to go. That was awful. And Hiccups was so. when, while you were in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Yeah, we shot that in 2009 and 2010. That was comedy. Yeah. 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 And, but it was funny because once I... I had booked that show, and it's like, oh my god, I threw away my apron. I kept my, my wine key because I'm not a barbarian. But I thought I'm never <laughs> going to have to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was never going to have to do it again. Oh, it's yeah. like I'm just okay. I've hit this mm. benchmark, mm. and once you're at this level, like it doesn't drop back down again. No. Aha. <laughs> oh, but it does. Oh, but it does. And <laughs> so I did the first season, and then. We actually shot very quickly. It was 13 episodes. We shot it in a month or two and a half months. Uh-huh. And then I had nine and a half months off. Uh-huh. And I shot a couple things in there, uh-huh. but I didn't go back to bartending, which I probably should have done something. But I was like, oh no, I'm, this is where I am now, so yeah, I yeah. don't have to do that. I'm fine. And then we got picked up for second season. It was like, ah, great. So yeah. now I'm here. And then we shot again for two and a half months and then had nine and a half months off. And then this is when uh, Bell bought CTV. Mm-hmm. And they decided in their infinite wisdom to get rid of all of the homegrown Canadian shows. Ugh. So they canceled us, they canceled... Oh, uh, Bell. Bell, I know. I fucking hate Bell. What was the, who else? Was, was um, Dan Vermeer got canceled. Yeah. So you think you can yeah. dance Canada? 
fuck. Got, I mean, that show was canceled. just like barely poorly made. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, and compared, to I have a lot of movie. problems with that show in general. So yeah. also, just like the cinematography for it was not very good compared to the American one. No. But yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. And I remember like when I realized it coming in, I do have to continue to work. Yeah. I still need money. I've got a pretty good cushion, but it's like I need to. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm bored to tears, <laughs> and I need to work. And I just was putting off and putting off and putting off, going back and getting another yeah. job. You know, being pride and yeah. prickly and all that. And then a friend was working for um, a wine distribu- uh, distributor, and she calls me up one day. And she goes, "Listen, I really need your help. I need." someone to go to a liquor store. You know how you get the people that like do the samples? Yeah. yeah. And she goes, like, I'm in a bind. She'd asked me before and I'd always said no. I'm like, can you please help me out? You'll get paid. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I was like, ah, fine, fine. <laughs> so this was my first venture back into the industry. Real, real work. And I was at the, the shadiest liquor store <laughs> in the West End of Vancouver. And I'm setting up these, these bottles. And the first guy that comes up to me to try this, to try the wine, he's like, are you in hiccups? <laughs> no. I, I swear to God, I swear to God. And I was just like, uh-huh, Chardonnay? <laughs> and I, I died a little bit inside that Was that, that one thing. of like the worst moments in your life? It was, it was up there. It was oh. just like, come on. It's funny now, but like, is in it, that moment. Is it? Is it? <sighs> oh, Dave. It's still, it's still fresh. <laughs> It's a weeping wound. It's a weeping uh, wound? Yeah. yeah. And is that one of those moments that you think about in bed at night before you go to sleep and just like shiver? Oh, it's just one of those, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Fuck. This is the first person to recognize me of for the course. show? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So then your idea of success has probably changed over time? Absolutely. I think yeah. it's just a little bit more pragmatic. Yeah. Where it's like, if I can... If, I guess it, I guess it's all just kind of adjusted. It's like if I can if I can keep working, yep. and if I can sustain myself, and if I have to have another job at the same time, like I, I have a pretty good I have a pretty good thing going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you know like I don't really want for anything. Pretty yeah. healthy. I, like I mean, it'd I be live. awesome if you like, booked like a huge thing and became a huge movie star. Yeah, but you don't. I don't, don't really want to. Really? Like I don't want to be famous. famous. I think that seems exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I would very happily just be able to just work. But is that like know? true? Because I feel like a lot of people say like, I don't want to be famous, but underlining there like, it's, there's something in them. They say that to like, I don't want to be famous, but then like, when it happens, it's success in a way. Or oh, I think, I think it would certainly be exciting yeah. at first. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God, everyone knows who I am. Everyone yeah. wants to do something for me and everything yeah. is free and da 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 yeah. Money's no issue. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. But then there's like other things that go along with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I, I don't know. I could, it might be the greatest thing of all time to be like world famous, but I, I don't think so. You know, mm. I don't think it would be. Mm-hmm. I, I have a friend in Vancouver and she just said, uh, I just want to be famous. <gasps> I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, like what kind like, of famous? Like, yeah. do, you, do you want to like, do you mean you want to just do good work and she was an actor too and like be a, like just be in a good, she was like, no, 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 I just want to be famous. It's like, well, you could just kill somebody yeah. and you'll be famous. I That's mean like such a true start statement. an Instagram about your butt and you could be famous. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what kind of famous do you want to be? Like, what kind she, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a different, a different outset, a different outlook. Not that I think you don't have it all. Yeah. Also interesting yeah. that like this idea of being famous means successful to some people. Right. Or they're like yeah. weirdly yeah. Know, But they're not synonymous. No. At all. No. no. Like I There's would, a lot of famous people that aren't successful people. And vice, as human and beings. Vice as human beings, yeah. yeah. Most of them now. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Most of the famous people are just not successful human beings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'd be totally happy just to be comfortable, successful, yep. keep working, yeah. and then just, you know. Be happy. Yeah, that would be, that would be the dream now. Like, mm-hmm. where before it'd be like, I want to be the captain on whatever. So. Yeah, who are actors that influenced you? Um, or actors that influenced you? Um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I was like a huge Michael Keaton fan. Um, he's Canadian, right? No, 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 I think he's from Pennsylvania. His real name is Michael Douglas. But he had to change it because Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas was taken. Because Michael Douglas was already somebody. <laughs> crush. Michael Douglas? Yeah. Have really? you seen what? an American president? I used to watch that movie between the ages of like six and eight every single day, and I was so attracted Wasn't to Wasn't he like Douglas. 60? I mean, he's... No. I mean, is he 60 now? No, he's more than that now. Well, that was like the first time I was like, whoa, whoa, wow. <laughs> and I like saw American president. <laughs> well, it was a little insight into Rainy. So, right, Michael Keaton yeah. and um, Harrison Ford, yeah, Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. all those guys. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And like writing-wise, Simon Pegg. Oh, all the way. interesting. Have you ever break down Shaun of the Dead? Mm. Like just as a script, it is flawless. It is funny. Mm-hmm. It is tight. It is. The comedy comes in threes. Everything, there's all these threads that he plants that yep. all of them land at the end. Like the script, they, apparently there's some schools that just do courses just based on the script for Shaun of the Dead because it, really? so, it is so good. Yeah. Is that one of your favorite movies? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, yeah it's solid. Have you ever seen a role like played in a movie or a TV show and you're like, I would have been fucking perfect for that? Dexter. Role. The role yeah, of Dexter? Dexter, yeah. Really? I've actually auditioned for a couple things that he ended up doing. Oh. And I had a few people before tell me, like, you know, you would have been able to do Dexter really well, which I ultimately took as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Not as a, we think you're a psychopath. Who's just, <laughs> who's just faking that you're, like, a, a yeah. normal person with honest feelings. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I could have pulled off Dexter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I actually, years ago, I had an audition for Superman. For like what? the one that Henry... No, no, no. For oh. the one before that, that Brandon Ralph, for the Superman Returns. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I heard that they were casting for that, and I, I called my agent that morning. I'm like, get me an audition for Superman. I was, I think, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So like, I was the right, I was the right age. Yeah. yeah. Six foot two. I had the glasses. Yeah. I made my hair dark. I could have exercised, I suppose. <laughs> and then, uh, and she was like, I'm already on it. And then I, I got the audition for it. And Amazing. They didn't have a script yet. But the sides were two scenes from the original Superman movie that I had seen so like more times than any. So I I already knew I already knew the scenes, and uh, I went in. It was one scene as Clark and one scene as, as Superman. So I I dyed my hair black and I went in. I put a suit on, and I go into the audition. And I do this first the first you know kind of bumbling scene, and you push the glasses up and you have the conversation. It's the it's the Lois is interviewing him on the rooftop. And he's like, okay, good. And then we'll do the scene of Superman. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, hang on a second. And I, I took my, um, my jacket off and my shirt off, and I put on this blue tight shirt. <laughs> took my glasses off, put my contacts in. He's so like, hurry up! I'm like, no, this is my, this I have to do this. <laughs> I pulled the little S curl down in the front, <laughs> and then did the did the second half mm-hmm. and he said afterwards he goes I tell you he goes I saw a lot of people today he goes you're the only one who got it you're the only one who kind oh. of got the duality of what we wanted to do here I'm like I know I know thank you but then you never booked it 
No, and it was never going to go to a Canadian anyway. Oh, okay. It was just God, isn't part, that of the, crazy? part of the process. Even if you're so yeah. talented, I mean, it's just part yeah. of the business, right? And I still have that script. I carry that script around. But back when I used to still bring headshots and resumes, I had this old little uh, file folder, my mm. leather thing that my dad gave me, and I would have all my headshots in that. And I still have the, the sides for the Superman audition carried around in that. Is that the best edition <laughs> you think you've ever... Because um, there's roles that no, you but that was it was like, one of them no. where I'm just like, that was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Even if it wasn't like the, the best audition I ever had, it was probably the most fun I'd ever had because yeah. it was like, right. you just, I got to play Superman, mm-hmm. and even for like a moment yeah. in an audition. Isn't it so. funny how like you can have a super fun audition and have an amazing time, and then like nothing, and you don't book it, and yeah. then you have like a terrible audition and you get it. Yeah, it happens all the time. And you're, well, not all the time. Wouldn't that be nice? But yeah. It happens more often than not. What was the most surprising one for you? Um, the most surprising Maybe the that I, <laughs> just, just the fact that I was asked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is surprising in, in, like that you were like, I'm, that's nope. And then you like ended up getting the role. Um, or do you like always have a feeling? Yeah, no, there was, a, remember there was a commercial audition. I don't remember specifically what the product yeah. was anymore, but I remember just having disdain for for this the entire concept of this commercial like, everything that was going on yeah. and i knew that they could see this disdain in my face <laughs> the eye rolls like it was it was just it was awful and then i booked it and i'm like you're fucking kidding me like how do you guys not see how much i hate everything you represent yeah. but, I'll, but i'll take your money you. yeah <laughs> i'll take that money yeah uh, yeah do you ever i mean we were talking about this the other day about how like you audition it might not be like what you believe in, but you try and be as on brand for what they're looking for. And like, how far do you like break your own artistic integrity to do yeah. what someone else wants to do? That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. I remember just before I moved to Vancouver, yeah. I got cast in a, an industrial, which is kind of like a, an in-house project. This was for this company called Easy Home. Uh-huh. And it was basically... An, an internal video to kind of show their people how they wanted you to approach when you had to get money from people. Because mm-hmm. they, they had this really disgusting... Um, it was basically they're trying to sell high-end high end merchandise to people that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And they would, it would almost be like on layaway. Mm-hmm. And if you... You would have to pay them every week, like at a, at a, an amount back every week. Yeah. And if they didn't pay you that week, their people were supposed to show up at your house. Ugh. And be like, hi, we're just wondering how come we didn't make your payment this week. Sounds and I didn't mob. know what this was about when I booked it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was reading the script and it was 25 fucking pages of dialogue. And I was reading this book, this is disgusting. This is absolutely awful. Ironically, the, the president of the company is also named David Ingram, which is really, really weird. Weird. Yeah. Super weird. And I tried to back out of it. I said, I don't want to do this. And my agent's like, well, you, you've kind of committed now and don't you need the money? You're moving. And I was like, oh sakes yeah I guess I do yeah. I was freaking out and I didn't want to memorize 25 pages of just garbage, garbage. so uh-huh. I went to the shopper's drug mart and I bought 25 pieces of Bristol board and I wrote out all of the dialogue on all of these and the president of the company was there the day we were shooting and I got him to hold these Bristol board signs for me I'm like can you hold these for me just next to the camera uh, okay so with my little <laughs> bit this is my little revenge was getting the president of the company to kind of have to, uh, but I mean, like you, I, you probably got paid decently for it. That's the thing. I mean, not even, no, no, not even, no, no, really, no, not at all. Yeah, so these industrials, because no one really sees them, right? Yeah. So you don't get, you don't, yeah, you, don't you don't get, get like you don't the, get the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was awful. They're like, can you, can you do it less like you're reading it? 
No. No, because I hate this. Yeah, this is what you get. Yeah, it was awful. No. Yeah. Ooh. And that yeah, was, it like, was I, I felt like dirty after. Yeah, you left and didn't feel good about it. No, no, not at all. I was like, mm. this is fucking awful. Oh. Is that the only experience you have with doing something that you were not into? Um, I think that was probably one of the, the weirdest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Generally, my experience has been, I've been pretty, pretty positive. Good. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And every once in a while you get surprised, too. Like, I, I had an audition and booked, um, what was it, Air Emergency. You know, Mayday, it's one of those shows that recreates like air disasters it's like oh, yeah. you know secrets of the er and it's kind of like <laughs> oh it's like like re like re, yeah it's um, like yeah it's like low budget yeah, it's yeah, recreations yeah. and there's I, like voiceovers and yeah, yeah. weird little scenes in between st- yeah, like exactly. people talking about what happened yeah exactly and i went in i auditioned for one of these i'm like oh do i even want to do this like this just seems it seems like bottom of the barrel tv and i ended up booking it and i'm like i guess all right i'll do it and it was one of the most fun days i'd had on set in a long time. Wow. Like the director was great. Yeah. We were sitting in this little makeshift cockpit <laughs> and we just kind of went through the whole, he was, I loved his style. We just mm-hmm. went through the entire episode just as basically one big scene. So we mm-hmm. got to kind of do it over and over and over yeah, and, yeah. and find the little moments. And at one point I pulled my phone out because we're sitting in this cockpit. I pulled my phone out and I queued up like the main theme to Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm in the Millennium Falcon. And <laughs> And everyone kind of like stopped and like just had a little smile. All the crew were like, "We know what he's doing. He's pretending he's on solo for a minute." And uh, yeah, so I was I was like pleasantly surprised in that sense. Sure. Like I, I thought this was just going to be like a shitty day on a shitty little show, and it was like it was a lot of fun, and I would totally do it again. So sweet, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have to ask you. Shoot, um, is vegan artist killing you? <sighs> it's not killing me, but it's not doing me any favors. <laughs> It's, yeah. you know, uh, it's weird. It's like, you, you know, you get anxiety, you get yeah. stressed about it. You kind yeah. of wonder how long is, how long can this last? What's the, mm-hmm. what's the expiration date? What's the end date? I try to like, it's always just buzzing in the back of my head. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not kind of like in my day to day, I don't wake up and be like, <gasps> what am I going to, like, how much longer can I do this? Yeah. But it's, it's there. And like the yep. more I do it, it, it gets a little louder. It's a bit of a louder, oh, a little louder buzz. I feel like the yeah. opposite. Yeah, like the more you do it, the 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 less of an effect it has on you. You think? Uh, I mean, maybe not like a less of effect it has on me, but maybe like the more I do it, the more confident I get as my as myself as an artist. Where I'm right. like, okay, I can do this yeah. because it can also like change, mm-hmm. right? Like we're moving into like creating films and this podcast, yeah. and right. we're like adapting who we are as artists yeah. to work more. Right mm-hmm. and to do our own things, which I'm, it's probably helping me feel better about it. For sure, like you've kind of, you've kind of taken control yeah. of your yeah. own of your own destiny, as right. opposed to just yeah. waiting for someone else to present you an opportunity. Yeah, and I've like stopped think, auditioning for the most part because I just like yeah don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean at all. But you you kind of hear that a lot. It's like people yeah. are like if you want to work, you've just got to make the work for yourself. Which is a double edged sword. Of, yes, a hundred percent it is. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this the other day on our first podcast. Like, Toronto really allows you to do that. Like, I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing now in Calgary. Fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's more space. There's, like, more... Toronto and New York, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both, like, cities allow you to kind of just do your, your thing. And you're always going to find people here that are, of the like, of the same... They're like-minded. They're yes, the same totally. And will, will help. 
create community. You, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely definitely helpful. Yeah. yeah. Just like the lack of work that like we talked about before coming to Canada, I think it just like inspires people to like create things here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. pay attention, we can do this too. Yeah. We're great. Yeah, everyone yeah. kinda has to come together and do it, you know? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dave. Oh my <laughs> David. Um if you guys get a chance, go check out Dave on Anne. The first season's up there, but the second season will be dropping we don't know when, do we? Oh, yeah. But watch it on CBC. CB, CBC. CBC. Yeah, CBC, CBC when it starts up. I'm guessing it'll probably start in, in September. Yeah. And then 13, no, 10 episodes. And then after that run is done, then it'll show up on Netflix. Sweet. Netflix. Anything else we can catch you on? Uh, reruns. Reruns. Oh, reruns. Reruns. <laughs> cool. Reruns and reruns. Awesome. All right, yeah. thanks. Thank you. Cool.